Jerry Cantrell once said that part of the healing process is sharing with other people who care. In today's society where personal conversations are minimal and social media has taken a toll, let's bring back the concept of talking again. To listen and understand. This is Transparency 101. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me to Transparency 101. This is an episode I will be doing on uh, what the pressure to be married why is it such a rush for some yet non-existent for others i mean we're in a time frame now right where we're just dealing with um i guess getting older in age and people are asking why aren't you married yet why don't you have any kids what's going on with you settling down it's just so annoying right and then everyone doesn't just understand that maybe I just wanna live my life, right? There's so many statistics out there that are saying that um, basically millennials aren't having as many kids because millennials aren't really getting married like that. Or if you're getting married, or if you're having kids, you're not really married. So what's going on with that time frame or with that statistic alone? So I have two special guests with me. I don't wanna go on a rant about you know what's going on in today's society, so on and so forth. We're definitely gonna get into it and talk about it all. I have two guests with me. I have my friend Manali and another friend Marcus. Um, I met these two on two separate occasions, but again, we're all kind of facing the same dilemma, right? Well, is it a dilemma? I don't know. I guess we'll get into it. Welcome, Manali. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Marcus, welcome. Hello. You guys want to introduce yourselves, tell, you, tell our guests what you do, what's going on with yourselves, what's happening? Manali, no? you can go first. Oh, okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Again, I am Manali. I met, I guess this is a good time to tell everybody, yeah, but uh, sure. Why not? I met Melanie at the gym and uh, we've just sort of uh, stayed in touch since then uh, we just I think used to exchange small conversations when we were at the gym and yeah uh, a lot of things in common for exactly sure. exactly and uh, <laughs> I am in the uh, finance uh, industry so I work as a financial analyst and I've been uh, doing this for about five years and I'm really excited to talk about this topic. We're not going to expose our ages right now. We're just going to say we're we're up there, right? <laughs> well, I'm going to say late 20s to early 30s for sure. So it's, I guess, the perfect time to talk about this type of topic for sure. Marcus? Well, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Marcus. Uh, I met Mel, I'll say, about a year and a half ago um, uh, in, uh, at our current job, and we've We've had a lot of very interesting uh, conversations from relationships to spiritual things to uh, family and everything like that. So um, I think that this will be a, a very good topic for us to all talk about. For sure, for sure. Thank you guys for your wonderful introductions. I appreciate it. I hope I did well introducing you too. Yes. Okay, you did. great. <laughs> so let's just hop into it because, you know, we just want to like get into the conversation. When did you begin to feel the pressure to have a family or yet alone married? Like what age were you when people started to bug you about, yo, why aren't you married? What's going on with the kids? Um, and now we'll start with you. Um, so the kids part is way uh, far out for me. Okay. Um, it's just always been sort of settling down first. 
So I think I was about 21 or 22 when my parents first started to talk about marriage. Wow. And um, I was with someone then, but I wasn't open and ready to just tell everyone else about it. But uh, I'm going to say the pressure was felt in uh, 2019, which was last year, when I really just tried to control this aspect of my life. And um, I spent a good chunk of last year talking about a lot of, or talking to a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, uh, you know me personally, so you know after the last one, I just kind of like shut down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so 28, whoops, I just exposed my age there. <laughs> it's okay, it's fine. But, um, We're not super old. No, I think they were like... <laughs> Honestly, I <laughs> really I don't here. really care about it anymore. Yeah, it's who just cares? I really don't um and I can say that with assurance, but I think that's when the pressure came to me and um I have done a lot of introspection within the past few months and uh, maybe we can get into that in, in another topic, but uh that's when I really started to feel it and it's really weird because I started feeling it mainly because I guess I let it get to me mm. rather than um, because, like I said, my parents started talking to me about this when I was 21, 22. So it's kind of always been a topic. Right. But last year is when it really got to me. And I think it's mainly because I let it get to me rather mm. than um, the, the my community is always there to remind me. That's <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's the goal. Right. Yeah. Or not necessarily the goal, but something that, you know, you eventually want to aspire in life. Yes. <laughs> and to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm from a. Um, uh, Southeast uh, Asia background mm -hmm. from India and uh, this stuff starts very early on mm -hmm. for us but I think last year was when I really really let it get to me okay nice I definitely want to get into like the culture and the traditions like especially within your culture when it comes to that and how harder it must be when like that's not happening you know in your life but I guess we'll get to that we'll get to that Marcus well Manali she hit it Right on the head. To me, I think the age, I'm 35. I'm not afraid to say my age. Come on. I'm 35, but um, I would probably think that the, the age where it really hit me was probably about 24. When 24, I, I noticed a lot of my friends that I started to grow up with, they started to find relationships, get married, start families, and I wasn't the same. I wasn't, you know, getting involved. In that, I mean, I was in relationships, but they weren't they weren't going on the same track as far as like to you know seriously date, get married, and start relationships. So I started to see that at, at around that twenty four uh, that twenty four age. Um, myself too, you know, it comes with the background. A lot of my friends, we get married very young. We get we start our lives very early. So you 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 come across that pressure to want to do the same. You know, if you're not getting involved in a lot of different things that other people are getting involved in, you start to, you know, think to yourself, okay, it's about that time for me to step it up, you know, find a, a relationship, settle down, do those type of things. But then if it doesn't hit you, then you start to feel that, that, that type of pressure. So, and since everyone else wants to say their age, I'm 30, okay? <laughs> I'm young, not afraid or ashamed to say it. I just, joint. you know, kind of wanted to give you guys a specific age range. Um, we definitely have the early 20s, maybe late 20s to early um, 30s, mid 30s demographic here. Um, we definitely 
it's so it's so funny when I think about it, right? When we discuss, you know, getting married at 21 or 25 and we're thinking, okay, we're 28 and 30 and 35 now. Like, could we even imagine being married now today, right? right. And then thinking at that young age, okay, so for me, let me just go into it. I think I started to feel pressure of marriage at like 26 to 27. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I... Like my mom, and it was literally like after graduating college. If I was done with school, my mom was like, "Okay, what's next? Family, marriage, right?" right? So right. it was it was all of that, and everyone you've seen either throughout college or um, like who were done with college were really getting, mm-hmm. you know, engaged. I mean, and it, I think you see it more now because, like I said, the millennials aren't really um, getting married as as early as a lot of people. So I think the, the people who went through phases like school and like grew up uh, a certain way actually kind of s- started later on in life with um, that pressure to be married and have kids because it was like, well, let me get this out of the way first. Let me finish this goal. Let me get a job and be established in this area. And then I'll think about marriage and then having kids. So that's kind of like where I began, like, finishing school, got my own place, finally established, I got my car, and then it's like, okay, so what's next? Marriage, kids. And I'm like, nah, chill, relax. Um, <laughs> question number two, what were some of the, okay, so this is the nitty-gritty right here, right? I want mm-hmm. you to guys to get needy here, okay? <laughs> what were some of the influences and why or how did they affect you? And when I say the influences, I mean, like, what are people saying around you? What are they doing? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? Um, How does it make you feel? Does social media have an impact on that? Does your family or friends, uh, et cetera? I want all of that. Who wants to start first? I can can go ahead. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mentioned before, it's definitely the Indian community for me. Okay. Um, Just basically the way they talk about girls, especially my age. And um, I think when you hit a certain age and when you're not married by that point, it's as if they start feeling sorry for you and wondering if something is wrong with you. Okay, so help me understand, Nelly. I just need you to break it down within the Indian culture. Is it do you guys do the arranged marriages? Uh, that's just a, I honestly don't know how to answer that anymore because I, it does exist, so I'm not saying it doesn't exist at all. Okay. But it's also a very loose term now. You know, when you're set up by two people, that's what arranged is, to right. me at mm-hmm. least. But it's not strict to the point where you're meeting someone for the first time, you know, in mm-hmm. a week and then getting married. It's, it's more of... I guess an introduction. So you get set up by two people. It could be your family. It could be your friends. It could be anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, this is how I am, you know, that's how it's been for me. So it's usually someone trying to set me up with their friend or whatever it is. Um, And so it's not, you know, like strictly arranged, like, oh, you're marrying this person. See, it's funny because I always thought, and chime in, Marcus, if you, like, heard anything different, I always thought that it was 
you know, from the time you were born, someone from their family, and maybe that's a whole nother culture, I <laughs> yeah. don't know, like someone kind of sets, you know, right. one person up with, with another person, or as they grow, right, like two families are like, these two people eventually at some point in the future would be great together, and right. we want our families to mingle in that way, it's right. not like that. I feel like that's maybe was true at some point in history, yeah. and um, I've just been reading about things and just like reaching out to different resources and you know the whole idea of marriage uh first i think was sort of a trade because it's a community it's a society we're all trying to um you know like build a society that we can survive on and um marriage was almost seen as a trade to a certain extent like if you think about you know like kings and queens like absolutely does that make sense i was gonna go into that too like even within african communities Mm -hmm. or just our background in general um from ancestry time right exactly like Mm -hmm. just how things were set up exactly you know people getting married for like uh, maybe politic reasons right or for like um the uh, advancement of finances. I don't know what they right. call wealth, right? right? That reason. So I think that, um, and even as early as, you know, like a 20 something year old. So Yeah, I mean, they're still child brides. So that's very uh, much still. Child brides? Yes. And What's that? You're a bride. You Well, you become a bride when you're still a little girl. And really? this is. I want to say it still happens in certain areas of uh, India and mm-hmm. even in some Middle Eastern countries, but don't hold me to any facts no, here okay. because <laughs> I don't want it's anyone cool. coming back to me and raise this. This is just what I think. Right, right, right. Okay, right, right, right. so it's not... Um, no, I think in certain areas, for sure, there are some of that yes. aspect going on. I don't know. What, child marriages? Yeah, yes. like children who are being married to, like, um, for, like, you know, if... if uh, I, I know I, and this may have been from stories that I've heard, like kids being sold for money mm-hmm. because the family yeah. is poor yeah. to in, marry. Um, in India, or are you talking about just Or just in, 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 in different country. parts of the country. Yeah, it oh, happens yeah. in, not, well, yeah, it happens not just in India, it happens in a lot of places. I'm, I think I'm, I feel okay enough to say that. Yeah, it okay. does. It does. I don't think it's just um, But going back to your question on, you know, the definition of arranged marriage, it's, it's a very loose term. Mm-hmm now Uh, but it's still very much um, alive in there so when you say that two people can say oh yeah I have a friend that's like hooking up right like some like I could tell oh yeah I have a friend who exactly be cool with you exactly like yeah so it's just a setup it's not a nice setup. okay yeah cool so were you born here I was not I was born in India but I've never lived there. I left India when I was 2 and I lived in Kenya for mm. about 8 years. That's where my dad's job was and uh, so my family shifted there. I was about 10 when I moved to the United States. I never knew you lived in Kenya. I did. Look at the things. You learn something new. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I shared that with you already. Oh. Yeah, so I've never really uh, lived in India. Um, but I would like to say I'm still pretty in touch with the culture uh, mm-hmm. of India, and yeah, sure. it's something I do take pride in. So, yeah, it's something I want to hold on to as well. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, and so going back to the influences, uh, so that that was one my community, and 
I think when people say a lot of the same things to you over and over again, then you sort of start to believe that. You're right. And it takes a lot of work to kind of break that thinking. Oh my gosh, I know. And that's what I've spent the last three months doing is just basically everything that I've been told ever since I was a little girl, I'm unlearning all of that because I don't want to believe it in it. It's it's driving me up the wall, you know, just thinking about that stuff. And I was like, if it's not true and I don't want to believe it, then I don't want so to believe it. So what are the things that they're saying? Well, like, Marcus, what do you want to share? Input. Like, I'm, tell me I'm, what you I'm trying to be a gentleman. <laughs> well, I'll, um, I'll just finish this one yeah. thought and then I'll, I'll uh, pass it on to Marcus. But, um, you know, another thing I kept on hearing as I get older is just like, oh, the good guys are all going to be taken and all oh, that. And I'm just like, and oh, well, that's the thing. Like, I lately, I'm just, I'm. It, okay, so the past three months of work that I did, was, part of it was also reestablishing my faith. Right. And I basically had to tell myself that, you know what, what's for me is not going anywhere. And I really just can't rush this. It's it's driving me insane. So I, I had to take a step back. I was like, you know what, I can't control this anymore. And uh, whatever. And I'm a good person. I'm a great person. Like, <laughs> whatever. Whatever's out there for me, it's going to be good. I'm just going to have to wait. And that's just okay. Just like talking yourself. And yeah, and the nonsense or not believing in the nonsense. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot Seriously. of hammering that they do. They just give you these thoughts from you know like. The and moment. where do they come from? Honestly, when you think about it, where are these thoughts from? What? Why are you saying these things? They come from what what we just said, like what we said about the um, uh, how family gets involved. Like Manali was saying, she gets all this pressure. You say you get pressure from like your parents, your family, no, your well, friends. I, it's just my community. I am actually just gonna say this. I am incredibly, incredibly lucky. I got very lucky with my parents. Nice. And uh, it makes such a difference having yeah. parents who support you and understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I take them for granted every day because not everyone has, you know, the understanding that I think they have. And so so lucky that at least I don't get that from them um, I do now see that they have concerns and they're valid they're legit so I can't you know down on them for that but in terms of you know how they support me throughout this process I am just incredibly lucky and oh, I love them and that's good that's good though I mean well for myself oh, I think I got a, a little a little a little bit of the same, Talk but a little different. Say. You know what I'm saying? I think it's different. I'll just say, I'll just say this. I get a lot of pressure, but it's not outright, or it's not like you know, like, right? It's not like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's always led by example. People always tell me, "Oh no, you know, you'll be all right." You know, the same <laughs> thing. There's there's somebody out there for everybody. <laughs> Don't <laughs> rush. That's Don't the do nice, that. That's, that's the, the nice way, way of saying things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a nice way of, of putting it, but I doubt it. But I, I personally will say that, you know, my friends, you know, they tell me, you know, very often, you know, don't, don't worry. Um, first of all, marriage is work. And a lot of people don't, don't, they don't really look at it that way. You know what I mean? They, they look at it like marriage is just something is the next step. But then you have to ask yourself, are you ready for that next step? You know, a lot of people want to just say, get married, and they think that marriage equals happiness. Mm. 
in some instances, in some instances, marriage does, you know, it is happy. You know, I mean, we're all spiritual people here, and we all, you know, we have that mindset. But when you get married, it's supposed to be a bond of two imperfect people dealing with each other. A lot of people don't believe that, or they don't. I shouldn't say don't believe that, but they don't. They don't think about that. But then, you want to get married. Why? Just because your friends are doing it just because you're getting pressure from your parents. You know, I get pressure and I, you're a female, but I'm a, I'm a I'm a male and my pressure's a little different. Oh yeah. My mom's, you know, she she pressures me in a different way. I think you know guys what I mean? get pressured. I think people are a little more lower, and sorry to cut you off there. Mm-hmm. But people are a little more lenient on um, guys when it comes to Who? Who's lenient? People in general are lenient with guys in marriage. True. Um, women. Because we can we wait. Have, exactly. And we can we, wait. We get the whole oh, but your eggs will, will dry up. Or, Correct. What's the What's the thing? Your eggs will be um whatever they say. You about won't have eggs. no more. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. y'all are all dry. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. Like. <laughs> And who says that, like, kids would be in a picture? Like, what happened to adoption? Like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that that's a choice. picture? No, I'm just saying. Like, they just make it seem like you always got to have your own kids. But like I said, that's what I'm saying. I think women get nice different thought, pressure. Though. It's women, d- Women definitely get a lot of different pressure. Yeah, he did acknowledge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Women get different pressure. Yeah. The pressure's there for both, but it's it's different for both sides. And I'm going to tell you, like, I, I, I truthfully believe, too, like, when I think about marriage or I think about dating, when I ask people who are in relationships that are, let's say, let's say marriage, because we're talking about marriage, we're not talking about dating. If I ask somebody who's been married, I would say 10 years at the most versus 25 years or more, you're going to get a different answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who are 10 years, people who have 10 years of marriage, they may talk to you, oh, Manali, oh, Marcus, you know, What's up? I mean, what's up with the guys or, you know, how's the ladies treating you? Whatever. But if you ask somebody who has at least 25 years of marriage, their response to you is going to be completely different. Everybody that I ask who has at least 20 plus years of marriage in, they 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 are so calm. Mm. They don't give me no pressure Talk about, when about marriage. Okay. They don't ask me, oh, what is this or what is that? They're just fine with it. Why? And I asked them, you know, I asked a couple of guys who, who I, you know, feel as though they're, they're mature and they're, they're older. I asked them, I said, why is your response different than my friends? I mean, they, they, 10 years is a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? 10 years is a long time. And, and he was telling me that because at 25 years in, you know, you know, they, they have a different level of understanding. You know, especially now, 10 years of you know, of marriage now is a lot different. You know, you argue about different things. You talk about different things. You got, you know, society and everything is changing. So, you know, the viewpoint of marriage versus 25 years ago is completely different. So a lot of people know and they understand that when you're more mature, you have that understanding that marriage is work. It's not something that you're just going to go into it and be miraculously happy. You'll be walking up and down the street and Mm -hmm. full of smiles and stuff like that. One of the, the... the realest things I believe somebody ever told me was that, you know, the key is not to get married, it's to stay married. Yeah, that's so you right want to get married and you want to make sure you make the right decision. And that, you know, 
unfortunately, that takes time. I remember a lot of times when we would have conversations um, at work, and <laughs> me and Marcus, first of all, are notorious for taking breaks just to go have conversations. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm always at my desk. <laughs> I'm always at my desk. But, um, I mean, it could be literally, like, anywhere, honestly. So we would, like, just have conversations about marriage in general. And um, one thing that definitely came up a lot was a lot of times you do find that those who are married always want to be single. And those who are single mm. always yeah. want to be married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. what is the whole, what is the mm-hmm. the that jewel of being married that single people want? What is that jewel of being single exactly. that mm-hmm. married people want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's the need of not or the want or the desire to have what, what you, don't. you know what I mean? My um, mm-hmm. mother always says, and now that, I mean, I guess the pressure not only of your parents, but the fact that they're getting older, right? You want them to, like, have or meet their grandparents and to, you know, spend time with them and for your grand, like, your mom to experience their grandkids. A lot of times my mom always says this, and I feel like now she's finding a new way to pressure me because mm-hmm. she knows the old ways didn't. So she's just like, you know, I'm getting older before I die, mm. right? <laughs> before Damn. I die. The I want to, <laughs> it's the guilt. I'm telling the you. Guilt. It's like I want, to, I want my, to see my daughter married. I want mm. to see my daughter with kids. And my dad um, had passed two years ago in 2019. Um, not 2019, 2018. And um, he... Of course, that, you know, if it wasn't due to uh, unfortunate circumstances, he would have still been here or still would have been living to see, you know, um, or to walk me down the aisle or to see me married and have mm-hmm. kids and so on and so forth. So now my mom is like, I'm your only parent. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to see these things. Did your pop like, pressure you too? Geez, Louis. No, my dad was cool. See? Too, super cool. And see. I think, too, his thing was that... Um, I don't know whether this had anything to do with it. He always thought my mom was crazy. So mm. he just like, I'm not marrying again after that. Yeah. Honestly, like, your mother is crazy. Like, yeah. I cannot deal with that. So um, it might have just been a lot of, like, mm-hmm. just him just relaxing, staying cool, and being to himself. And I think I, that's why I kind of get my personality from, too. I'm not very, like, oh, my gosh, I have to have this after that. My mom is super, like... Like antsy and anxious, right. and my dad was just like, "Listen, whatever gonna happen is just gonna happen." And that's just where I am at with things. But you yeah, know, I think, oh man, there, there, when we talk about pressures and influences, it, it can be on a whole. It could go on and on yeah. and on, right? Like as you get older, like even with TV shows, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Say yes to the dress. Yeah. <laughs> or that's my like. <laughs> Different things, um, people, like, certain things, and I don't know about y'all, but as I get older, like, different things I didn't, like, look at before, I'm like, oh, that is so precious now, right? Right. I'm like, what happened to me? Like, Mm -hmm. what is going on? I'm finding certain things being cute and, like, adorable, (laughs) like, freaking... um, I don't know. Freaking, um, like, proposals. I don't know if you watch, like... Um, I'm opposite. Are you? I you don't watch that so movie? opposite. <laughs> no. <laughs> Certain things to me is really adorable because I love love. I'm yeah. going to just admit well, that. Okay. I'm a person. I love love, so... Mm-hmm. I, I okay, I will say that I do love love, too. And when I see other people who are too really just, like, oh, so super. in love, okay. it's, it's great. And I think I... 
so here's the thing on social media also being you know an influence is just it puts up this whole facade of being in a relationship and being happy and blah 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 but I I actually like you know old love or like elderly love because at that point they've already been with them through so many years and yeah because young love is very I guess glamorous Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how it's portrayed no I don't want to say no young people but a lot of young people don't want to you know put the sort of the drawbacks and the hardships of being in a relationship so I like talking to older people and just kind of you know listening to what they have to say about the number of years they've been married and and stuff like that and um but when it comes to things like you said i'm i'm very opposite i'm just i don't know i'm just very low-key i i don't like the whole you know big proposal big grand things and i i think it's very cute for people who want it and i I guess that depends from i guess if we're talking about females female to female so if that's what they want and you know their partner wants to do that for them i think it's great and wonderful trying to make them happy but i'm i'm just not that person yeah no i i okay maybe i I probably like misinterpreted what i was trying to say but like the whole like proposal thing i agree with you manali 100 percent with the whole glamorous huge dramatic yeah. um, aspect about it i'm not cool with but the i think for me it's it's when you know they've been through some things oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and then they finally Like they overcame like, yeah, like they yeah. overcame yeah. there's some, some victory who? at some point. Like who overcame what? I'm just saying in general. In like general. when you know, like there's just been some tough times. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the social media aspect. I I think that social media does play a huge role in pressure on people because like Manali said, it's it's a facade. Because I've seen people who take pictures together, they put the filters on, I love you, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever done. This relationship is all good, I can't believe it. Where have you been all my life? And then give it maybe a couple weeks, and then Shorty's on, on Facebook, and then she's like, yo, men ain't this, men is whack. There has to be some No, sort of you're wrong. No, there's no limit. That's what they do. And, and, and what's funny is that, you know, people will feed into that. Oh, man, you know, if Mel put up a picture of her and her dude on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat with all of the filters and hearts everywhere, people will be like, you know what, I want that male love. But then they really don't know <laughs> what goes on in behind Seriously, the scenes. They yeah. don't know how to behind the scenes. You know, you don't know what what dude is doing you don't know what mel is doing all you see is just that one picture and then you you create this thing in your mind that oh man you know i want that love i i, I need that love you know even mel found somebody no offense yeah but you know no, what i'm saying I, but you'd be like yo dog, like, like, even up. mel found somebody like yo manali waited that long she <laughs> even got to do what's and then you start thinking to yourself what's wrong with me oh or what happened to me Bro, or what's wrong with me like, you know what i'm saying lie. and then you keep thinking to yourself you'd be like wow like you know so then you start questioning things, and then you start looking different in the mirror. Right. Because then now you're looking in the mirror, and you be like, oh, that wasn't there before. Oh, you know, why do I look like this? Am I losing my hair? Do I look like <laughs> this? I put on some weight. Maybe that's why they're not looking. And then you start to conform to everybody else's ideas and stuff yeah. like that. Yep. And I think that that's, that's wrong. No, that's, that's 1,000% true. I was legit going to bring that up, and I was just going to like mm. preface by saying, like, 
full transparency sometimes i do feel like that cause I you feel like what like i'll i'll see different people like my friends from the past mm -hmm. right they mm -hmm. all booed up and got love and shit like that. i'm just like damn <laughs> all right, is it me like what am yeah, i doing yeah. what's going on but and i know i got a good personality i know i'm dope i know i'm hey, like you know what i mean yes. like no it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you feel me like i know i got every like all of this like stuff lined up that i'm cool mm -hmm. like you feel me i don't need nothing but you know nothing, but i i honestly think i think too sometimes that that just goes back to that that mindset of you know we as single people we we often look we often look mm. at what we don't have mm. rather than what we do have yeah. i mean i'm pretty sure we we got it all going on for you know we're not dumb we right. all got good jobs we we probably well we're we're doing what we're we, doing we well. should be doing you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's like if you know we have to kind of focus on that at times too. I know I lose my focus on that as well. I lose my focus on that all the time. Like I always focus on what I don't have rather than what I'm grateful for for what right. I do have. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times it does have to do with who you surround yourself by um, or with mm -hmm. and um, what you're doing, right? Because if you're mm -hmm. like extremely busy, you don't have time to think about that oh, stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like now I'm gonna tell you another to thing too. Stay busy, just that not have that on your mind, but that's mm -hmm. not your focus, yeah. right? So. When you got like so this and that, and you're actually like moving towards something, mm -hmm. then that's not really a focus. Honestly. But you need the right people around you too. Absolutely I mean, that's a good point right because people. you know a lot of people know. I don't talk about my feelings. I don't talk about my feelings. I don't. I bottle a lot of stuff up. I mean, I talk about it when I feel like it. I talk about it when I feel like it. But you, don't talk about it you know, today. like when the people tell me or they ask me no. like uh, questions. <laughs> When they ask me questions about like, you know, oh, you know, we got to include, we got to include Marcus in it because, you know, he's single and, you know, a lot of married people might be doing this or whatever, whatever. But to me, I'm, I'm a firm believer too. I mean, invite single people to the right things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't invite me to no 50 year old, 50 year anniversary with all couples. I, and this is a, this is a true story. I was sitting at a table, a formal event, and I'm the only single person at the table. Trash. Everybody around me was Real married, trash. and they're all like gazing into each other's eyes. And I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> all right, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I don't need to be here. Like, I mean, it's it's cool. I'm, and and I didn't feel any type of way about that. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like a couple's thing. Right. So okay, that's cool. I'm not gonna feel some type of way. I mean, married people, you, you know, y'all do y'all thing. Don't don't invite single people to everything. But you still want to make sure that, I mean, you think of single people, too. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I agree. That's a good point, Marcus. So I had a question just to go back on something you just said um, a minute ago was that you don't talk about your feelings and you hold a lot of it in. I do. And um, it's probably not my place to ask, but I'm actually genuinely curious um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but does it have anything to do with the fact that you're a guy and you feel like that plays into anything? Is that any reason why? Absolutely. When I was, you know, yes, when you I was, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, when I was younger, I was always, you know, I was, I, I was blessed to have both of my parents. And I grew up in New York. So, like, growing up in New York, it, it, was, it was tough in Brooklyn. So, but I'm not saying like, you know, I, I lived in like a very tough life, but I had my family, my, my brothers 
and uh, my cousins who I, you know, was grew up with, they were very, you know, they were tough. And, and, you know, I was one of those kids. I was emotional. Like, I would like to talk about my problems. I would cry and stuff like that. And they would help me to appreciate, nah, you know, men, we don't, we don't show that. You know what I mean? Men, we don't we do not do those things. Wow. So then after that was, like, ingrained in me, I yeah. started to learn to just deal with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just deal with it. So, like, I would probably say, like, over the years, I've gotten better. Right. More recently, you know, better. But I'm still working on my communication. But, um, yeah, as a man, definitely, I was taught, like, no, we don't, we don't do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I... I think I want to make this a mission of mine is just to get a lot more men to talk about their feelings just mm. because I've been coming across a lot that, oh man, like you can just tell that they're holding a lot in and guy, girl, whatever, whoever, everyone deserves to say how they feel and it's really just sad and unfortunate or maybe neither one of those things but as the world is progressing I think that and if we're really truly trying to get rid of this barriers between men and women and try to you know treat them equally I really want um, everyone really but men specifically to be able to have a safe space to talk about their feelings just because um, especially also in my culture, um, you know, when you're a man of the house, your job is to provide, like, not show emotion unless it's anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not, it, it's almost as if you showing feelings is weak, mm-hmm. but feelings are valid and they're, they're there, right. they're not wrong. So why not be able to share them? And I think that's something, you know, our generation onwards can change because it, is hard to change the generations above you because they have a thought in their mind and they're firm in that and it's hard to kind of like change that and I think I see that in my dad a lot where he feels the need to just hold everything together and he does a great job at it but there's just sometimes I just want to be like dad talk like it's okay for you to talk you know um when things start to get too much and my dad never makes any emotional decisions and I think I've maybe seen him do one where it kind of made me proud. I was like, okay, go you for standing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, man, I I don't know. I just really want people I, man, to be able I to. Think that would literally be breaking down, like, a lot of walls across, like, a huge spectrum when yeah. you think about, like, guys opening up and really talking about their feelings. Because there is a big communication issue, really. Do you think that's attractive when a guy talks about his feelings? No. Ah, no, that's not, not true. I think it I'm is actually. Melanie. Yes. yes. She lying. No, yeah. I'm, no I'm not lying. Now it, it depends. There is a limit on that too. See, 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 see what I'm saying? Wait a minute. Let me backtrack before you start to think that I'm thinking. All right, I'll let you talk. I'm talking about like you can effectively communicate without being dramatic. That's what I'm saying. Give me an example. Like overly dramatic is literally being. And I don't want, I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are like, please don't attack me in the comments. But what I'm saying is that I, what, what I'm saying, so when, 
a guy is open enough to say, like, this is how I feel, this is what I'm thinking, right? Because yeah. a lot of times, a lot of guys really don't s- express how they feel, what they think, so on and so forth. So um, it, is, it's, it becomes, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings this way or that way. Again, it's all in how you say it, right? But if you're always, like, going based off your emotions, like, there's, an emotion, there's a difference between an emotional communicator and, like, a logical communicator, if that makes sense. Like, express what you feel and what you're thinking, but don't let it be always based off anger or always based off sadness or always based off neediness or always based off, you know, X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that's just, you're just doing too much. For me, if you're doing... Like way more than I am. Like okay, what's happening? what do you mean doing way more than you are? Like what? What do you mean? Like as a female, innately I'm emotional. Correct. I'm not talking about if a dude is like crying. Oh my god. But that's what I'm talking about. You're saying like if he did that. Yes, that to me can be a problem because I don't do that as a female. I'm not saying it's wrong for any man to be that way, but. Like, where are your balls? Like, come mm-hmm. on, be it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. For me, it, like, if, if if I can kind of, like, you know, be tough in certain, you know, areas and get my, like, shit together for real, as a man who is the head of this household, I'm going to need you to get your shit together. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I view it, for real, for real. And if you're always just like, oh, I can't take this because so on and so forth and so on. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, your mm-hmm. alpha. As a woman, I am your alpha. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think my comment on that is just doing your work before you set foot into a relationship. Absolutely. And um, I think it's a gray area there as well because um, if someone's willing to you know, support you through your work, I think that's great. But you also have to understand that you can't put that mental strain on someone to continuously be able to support you. Um, As long as you're working towards a better version of yourself and you acknowledge it and what it takes and just being in a healthier dynamic altogether, because it's wrong to say that you have to be in a perfect, capable person going into a relationship because everyone's growing, everyone's still working on themselves. Mm -hmm. So you can't expect yourself or the other person to be perfect However, you also can't be draining. Exactly. So it's... That's what I meant. And Ali just explained it even better for me. But go ahead, because you love to attack me, Marcus. I'm not attacking you. I'm just listening. I'm listening. I'll go ahead. Manali, what's done? You was you done? I think I'm done. You was done? (laughs) I'm just saying. I think it's cool. I mean, I think what you said is fine. I mean, I don't think... If any man is is always is coming up, you know, in, in the relationship and he's like tears, literal tears then he's not emotional stable, then you really don't even need to be in a relationship. <laughs> what happened? I don't know how I feel about that because now, we're we kind of... Way much, we're we're off, off way, way topic. topic. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I know, it's just, uh, I don't know, because now we're saying that it's not okay for men to cry, and I don't know if I agree with that. I no. don't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's... it's a, yeah, that's not what I'm saying. No, it's I'm okay not saying... It's okay for men to cry. Yeah, I, I'm saying it's, it's, it's cool for, for men to cry, but like the way that I, I talk is like when, when women tell me they don't like any emotional man or you got to have, like Mel says, balls, then, you know, you need to be assertive in certain, in certain areas or you can't be as, motion, as emotional as a female. But like Mel said, we getting off topic. That, that could be like, I guess, another 
topic for transparency one on one. I guess, yeah. We'll definitely talk about the uh the roles in the relationship. Or roles and responsibilities in the relationship. We'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Yeah, so as far as yeah, just that middle that middle part, there's definitely a lot of influences when it comes to being married. Um for me personally, I wanna say that I am for sure in a space where I don't just want to be with anybody, right? So Mm -hmm. we have people who um, are marrying for wealth, right? People who Mm -hmm. are marrying because they are getting older. People are marrying because they just want to have kids. People who are marrying because of, you know, all these different reasons. And for me, I personally, and I'm not saying that it's non-existent to just marry for love. I think people are kind of throwing that out the window. Really? Oh, there's no such thing as love. You fall in love while you're in it. Or you fall in love, you know, as time grows. There's no such thing as, like, being in love prior to marriage. And I don't, I can't say that I agree or disagree. All I'm saying is that... I want to at least be with somebody that I could see spending the rest of my life with because I only want to get married one time. So And that should be the goal. Exactly. Right. So when when I make that decision, which is a big decision for me, I want to take my time. And nobody should influence you. Absolutely. You should, yeah. you should but again, there are all yourself. these different influences and things that people say. Like my mom is always like an as a Haitian girl growing up, like, the Haitian community is always like, oh, find somebody in a church. Or, like, oh, you'll, you'll, you know what I mean? Or you'll, you'll marry somebody and, you know, and, and, and it's, it, it's always school, 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 and then marriage. Like, oh, so I wasn't supposed to date from X, Y, Z or this amount of time or this amount of years, but then as soon as I graduate college, my, my husband's supposed to just be right there. <laughs> <laughs> to propose to me to bend one knee. Like, that's not how life happens. It's I'm not. sorry. Like, it's if I'm not. focused on one thing, that's what I'm focused on. And, and like, a, a man just doesn't magically appear, like, as soon as I walk across straight <laughs> the stage Are to you propose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, you're graduated. Uh-huh. Where are my kids? Where's the marriage? What's happening? Yeah. It's like, um, well, I was busy <laughs> all yeah, those I years. I think that's the same goes for us uh, Indian girls as a you're in school for whatever amount of time, and then next thing you know, it's like they want you to be married, and it's just like, hold on, mm. I have to find the right person. Yeah, <laughs> you like know? exactly. No one wants to just marry any. Um, yeah. Tom, Dick, and Harry out here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like no one wants to just do that, honestly. And again, I want to. It, it's just so much, and I'm not gonna like break down my list or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, there's just just certain things that you know I. I look for it, and no, I'm not um, a picky person. Um, I think that I've dated enough to know what I, what it is that I want and what it is that I do not want. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm allotted to that, especially when it comes to making a decision as big as being with someone for the oh, rest yeah. of my life. Oh, yeah, 100%. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. <clears throat> Man, so uh, are you able to block it all out? Why or why not? When I say it... I mean, all of that noise, and pressure all of that ruckus, pressure. Are you are y'all able to block it out? Um, so all of it, no. Most of it now, right. yes, because I did a lot of work in the past few months. Um, so I don't know if I can honestly say I can block a hundred percent of that pressure, but I think I can do a lot of it. And 
a lot of that came from the work and introspection that I did this past few months to understand why I was letting it get to me. And um, I usually always say that I am a very emotional person, which I am, but I also don't let things get to me. I know that's a little contradictory, but um, I'm emotional in the sense that like small things make me really happy. Small things really make me sad. I get it. Yeah. And um, but then um, I I also don't let things get to me in terms of uh, different um, just whatever different things that are coming my way. But so 2019 just felt like a huge sort of bust of pressure and um, and in terms of doing work to get out of this quote-unquote funk, um, it takes a lot to sit yourself down and really dig deep rather than brushing it off and mm. escaping the feelings that need to be addressed. And we t- tend to do that a lot. Something happens, a breakup, whatever. We feel the need to get away and, uh, I don't know, forget everything and do whatever it takes to sort of numb that feeling. But... Um, you kind of have to sit in it for a little bit and really feel it so that it can pass rather than numbing it and numbing it and because it's gonna come back right so um a lot of the pressure is felt when you feel the need to control that timeline and honestly part of my introspection was re-establishing my faith which i talked about earlier and um basically just understanding that there's the right time and place and even though this whole thing feels like a delay for me there's a right time and place and I don't know what I don't know and that's why you know you start to get uneasy or you start to feel like okay like when what how all of this is gonna happen but yeah so that's really good I like that. It's crazy, too, because even when you think about where you are spiritually, right, you think about where you have to be spiritually or... And I think as spiritual people, we... This timing isn't as pressuring because we kind of know that nothing is in our hands, right? We have to understand that whatever's going to happen is up to the higher power. Mm -hmm. So as we move, again, like you said... this isn't this pressure that we're putting on ourselves is irrelevant, right? right? Every that everyone else is doing and what they're saying is irrelevant. So when we quiet that noise and just focus on who we are, yeah. building up ourselves and knowing who we are. There's this friend I had one time. Well, actually, she is still my friend. Why did I say one time? <laughs> um, there's this friend that I have who uh, made things so clear to me. Um, I was discussing something with her. And as I was talking, she kind of like coined the term. It's called metacognition. When you think about what you're thinking about, if mm. that makes sense, yeah. right? So you're thinking about your thoughts and you're focusing on, okay, why am I thinking like this, for example? Why am I thinking that I am going to be single for the rest of my life. Why am I thinking that I'm gonna grow old by, you know, with cats or dogs in my house? Why am Mm -hmm. I thinking that there's no one out there for me? When you think about those thoughts and think about why you're thinking that, then you can get in tune with, okay, all of this noise and, and you feeling like you're in a space where like no one likes you, no one's coming up to talk to you, like all these, all this stuff that you're going, about on a daily basis really just walking down the street no one's saying hey what's good or anything like that is is making you think all of these things and it's all kind of like 
becoming like a, a, a big old meatball, you know, like, and, and, and it's just, you know, you, you feel once, once you put, you kind of just destroy that yeah. and feel like, okay, I am good who, with who I am and I am good with where I am. You know what I mean? Again, a lot of spiritual, um, like prayers and time with yourself and, and confidence, I think it has a lot to do with that too. Um, and growing to be comfortable with yourself. There's so many times where I just am like, I am good, like just in my space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. For real, for real. Like I'm good with being in my space. And that to me is, is where it kind of like starts for real. And where it, where it can end off really well too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, for me, I don't have a choice but to block it out. I don't have a choice because if I don't, I'm going to be in the same the same situation mm-hmm. over and over again. I have to realize too that you know my situation in life is a lot different than everybody else's. You know, a lot of the the women that that I may date, their situations in life could be different. You know what I mean? And I. I spend a lot of time, or I could spend a lot. I mean, they could they could be long distance. They could have children. They could be younger. They could be older. They can have different goals in their life and, and things like that right. where, you, you know, they may want to rush a little more than I would like to, or they may want to take a little bit more time mm-hmm. than I would like to. So a lot of people's, uh, you know, situations in their life is different. So as far as, you know, with the, the the influences on getting married or start dating and stuff like that, I don't have a choice but to block it out. Um, and the way that I do that is I have to, and and I found this out very you know fairly recently, is I have to busy myself. Mm-hmm. I have to busy myself. I have to make sure that I have you know things to do. I'm doing things that I like to do. I'm doing you know traveling, you know spending time with friends, making new friendships, mm-hmm. doing those type of things because you know as as your friendships deplete as it were because they're they're stepping up another level in life, right. meaning they're getting married, starting families. There's no, you know, that's not to say that the, that you won't be friends with them anymore, but their responsibilities change. So you you might need to find or cultivate uh, different friendships because of the situation at hand. If you don't, then you could still, then you start to do that. What did, what's that coin firm? Metacognition. You start doing that, thinking about your thoughts, and then you start having these thoughts that can get louder and louder and louder, mm-hmm. and more than likely, they could be negative. Yep. That can start to, to hit you and start to make you think about different things, and then possibly depression can kick in and right. things like that. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff, you know, that it, it goes all back to you know, those influences that you, you really have to block out. And you have to find your own way to block them out. That's true. In my opinion. I agree. Like I was saying earlier, you just touched on it too. Busying yourself is definitely, um, I think, the main thing that you can do to block yourself off. And focusing on different goals and tasks that you can do, for sure. Um, having new friends, I think that, for me, has been the... That's the key for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. having friends like me because I have to understand too um, a lot of times that like the comparison thing, kill that. Yeah. Kill that because comparison. Because not everybody is on the same journey. Yeah, not yeah. everybody is on the same journey. And I just wanted to add a few things to what both of you have said. Um, and so last year was really really tough on me mentally and 
Um, I don't know if it's because I had a lot more free time or what, but um, I started a new position last year, and before that I was just busy all the time. So maybe I didn't have time to sit there and think about what I was thinking about, mm -hmm. but um, I, <laughs> I, so I took this position just to sort of free me up a little bit so I can focus on other things in life. Right. And, um, and it's a blessing now that I'm thinking about it, or it's always been a blessing, but I never sort of had the, you know, chance to just sit there and just think about myself. Mm -hmm. And when I had the chance to do that within the last year, I realized that a lot of it wasn't good. So I wasn't happy. Um, I wasn't mentally in a good place. Um, a lot of the thoughts were negative and uh, you know, and then the things went down, and um, I always say that I'm, uh, generally, I am a very happy person, but it wasn't the case last year. Um, I am usually not quirk, quirky, but I, I'm, I'm just not sad all the time. I love spending time with people. I do think of myself as a confident person. Um, I do love myself, but again, last year when things went down, it's just, I didn't feel a lot of that. And um, although it's great to keep yourself busy, and I agree with all of that, you know, like making new friendships and um, being around people that make you feel good when you don't feel your best is great, but an additional step towards working on yourself, I think, is being at peace with who you are when you have nothing. I and um, I, I keep going, I keep saying that I did a lot of work in the last few months and that just, that's where all of this is going back to is just, I sort of had to, you know, re-establish that confidence and um, a lot of it came from just, you know, asking myself if I am a happy person, if I am a confident person that I say, if I am the confident person that I say I am, then why am I feeling this way? Right. And um, and it all goes back to just reestablishing my faith and um, sort of being at peace with, okay, maybe things are not working out the way I thought they would be working out, but understanding that that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree 1000% for sure. And I don't want to say like busy, busy, busy as if like you can't sit and think, right? right? Or just sit and be to yourself. Earlier I had mentioned that it is important to to know that you're okay with yourself. And right. by knowing that you're okay with yourself is by being with yourself. But, you know, Keeping yourself busy also helps. If yeah, if, you, if you have nothing else, the and then you need that. Works yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it makes sense. because <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes busying yourself is yes. better than sitting in your negative thoughts. No, no, no. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what we're trying to get established here is doing both, but having a good balance. Yeah, yeah for mm -hmm. sure, yeah. for sure. Marcus, you got anything else to add to that? No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, like I learned it before. Like I wouldn't, if we're talking, still talking about relationships, if if something went down, like the last relationship I was in, the real relationship I was in was maybe 2014. And, you know, we, we dated for about, well, it ended in 2014. So we, and we dated for about two years. So when I went through, when I went through that, 
that breakup, you know, I had a lot of questions come through me because this girl, you know, I was I was even I was thinking about marrying. Mm -hmm. So when when it ended, I started thinking a lot about, you know, okay, so what did I do wrong? What did I, uh, you know, you know, what was my mistake? You know, what could I have done? You know, I put the onus on me and I was very thankful at that time, too. I had um, one of my friends who went through a similar situation, but he went through a divorce instead of a breakup. And he had told me, you know, he actually, he would call me every day and he would check on me every day. And I would, and I would just repeat myself, you know, from time to time to say, you know, I don't understand what I did wrong. You know, you know, you know, what, what did I do? You know, I don't want to make the same mistake again. And he told me something that, that always stayed with me. And he said that he doesn't know. He said, I don't know when, it's gonna when it's gonna come. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but the girl that I broke up with, he said that at some point she's gonna be kicking herself because, you know, she she left a good a good guy. At that point, I didn't believe it. At that point, I didn't believe because I said if if that was the case, she should have still been with the kid. But then, you know, after some time went by, you know, I started to get over it and everything. And his words actually came true. I started to get all of the text messages out the blue about, "Hey, how you been?" I would get the old, I would get the old pictures, like, "Oh, remember this?" stuff like that. And then I would be like, you know, I wouldn't respond. But then I started to think, and I, and I'm the type of person I don't beat around the bush. I come direct. So I, I asked her one time, "Why are you calling me?" Or like, "Why are you texting me?" You know, what are, what are the pictures for? Because I'm not, I don't have time for this. Like, you know, I I work and I have other things I got to do. I don't. And I'm not going down, right, correct, I'm grown. I don't go down memory lane all the time. So she had told me, she had to suck her pride up, and she told me that she was been thinking about me. She made the biggest mistake of her life, and she should have got, she should have stayed with me, all of these things. So when we had that conversation, it made me think back to what he said, which is the truth. But I say all of that to say, again, how important it is for for us to block out those type of negative those negative thoughts, because like like you said, Manali, when you start thinking you're alone and you start thinking to yourself, you know, I am confident, but why am I feeling this way? You know, I do have things going for myself, but why do I feel this way? Why am I feeling, you know, less of myself or less confident than I should be? It's because sometimes when we allow those thoughts to continue to, you know, um, surround in our mind or circle in our mind, we don't have no choice but to accept it because right. our reality is is actually what we don't want. So we don't want to be in this certain situation, but we are. So then we start to develop those type of thoughts. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And and it's always one of those. And some people actually do get suckered by the by the the, yeah. the text back. You yeah. know, like hey, I've been thinking about you. Nah, like, <laughs> yeah. you nah, good. you good. Some people really do because you think, okay, I am getting older. I know this person. I'm comfortable with them. Let me just see how that works right. out. And to me, I don't know how I feel about um, circling back. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know how. But that's another topic. That's yeah, that a, that's is another, another topic. That's a topic on relationships. Come on. That's another topic. <laughs> Having Man. great friends, I just wanted to add, no, is such a plus. I have, um, so he's my guy best friend, and he has been calling me every week without a fail since November wow. just to check up on me because that is so beautiful. it was, it's really great. And he is, oh my God, he, and he also knows like I'm very tough and I don't let things get to me. So right. when I let this get to me, he was just like, 
who are you? And it was also hard for him to see. It was It's hard for my dad to see me like this, but um, I don't know. I'm just grateful for great friends. Yeah. Like I was saying, um, even on my last episode, I was discussing it's easier to talk things out with yeah. someone. So when you actually are sitting down and letting things bottle up in you, even your own thoughts, because when you realize what you are thinking about and you tell someone else, you realize how dumb it sounds, right? Yeah, and I, like, oh, my thoughts on being married and why I don't have any kids now, right. this and that. It's like, do you, do you well, see how dumb sometimes it just helps when you, when whatever's on your mind, you say it out over and over and over again just to get it out. It feels great. Yeah. Like, that's how you get rid of that. Absolutely. And I, I am going to say um, it, it is tougher for guys in this sense because to, to a certain extent for girls, you can say the same thing over and over again. Right. And your girls are going to be like, oh, that's okay. Whereas, you know, for guys, it's just going to be like, okay, dude, like, come on, move on. It's, yeah, you no, know, you've said this five true. times already. So um, it's Although different. I don't think it's that easy for guys to move on. Although that's it's it's not, it. but it um, is. It is. It's easy for guys yes. to get over it things. Can be. It can be. Hmm. I, that it, depends it, it, it on the person. Right. It depends no, on the person. No, I, I agree. Everyone handles things differently. Correct. So I, I don't know. I don't like to generalize. Yeah, neither do I. Again, right, well, that's hey, another that's another topic. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say nothing. Um. So lastly, what are your thoughts on marriage now? Like, and why? What, what do you think about marriage? My, th- my thoughts on marriage is still the same. Yep. My thoughts on marriage is still the same. It's a beautiful thing when it's done right. And, you know, I, like, again, I'm, I'm very blessed to have both my parents. They've been married 36 years. And, you know, I, I reflect back on, you know, when, when, when I've had conversations with them and they told me how they met and how things were and why they got married. And, you know, I've, I've been around the arguments. I've been around, you know, the different things. And I would think to myself, like, you know, having a mindset now, like, why would my pop stay? Or why did why would my mom stay? Or, you know, did they even think about divorce or, or, or things like that? But they're cut from a different cloth. So mm-hmm. they 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 know the importance of marriage. They know the importance of compromise and communication. And, you know, even being 35, I still watch them and I still see how they get along. Like, I was just over there the other day and I, and I, and I see how my mom would do certain things, which would piss me off. But then my pop, he just deals with it. And I'm like, yo, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> like, why would you, you know, yeah. say something with that? And he doesn't. Like, my pop will, you know, he'll just, I don't know if he's just used to it or what. But, right. you know, again, 36 years of marriage, to me, that says something. That that says, to me, that still says a lot. So that's why I feel like my thoughts on marriage are the same. You know what I mean? So, when you find the right person, that's good. And correct me if I'm wrong, I remember a Mm -hmm. conversation with you where you had uh, disclosed that marriage for you now wouldn't be the same as far as like you wouldn't be as excited today because you've been waited so long. Correct. I think if, again, going off of my mindset before, you know, I would have thought like by 20, maybe 6, 27, I would have found that right girl. I would have got married, would have started my family and done all of that stuff. So why wouldn't excitement? I just don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, if I found a girl right now, we got married and stuff like that, it would be cool. Like, I, w- I, w- I would still be like, oh, man, yeah, you know, I'm getting married or I got engaged or something like that. But I don't think the same enthusiasm I would have at 25 
I would have it like 36 or 37. Even I don't know why. if you found the woman that yes. you have been literally praying about, like yeah. she is in flesh before you and yeah. has every quality that you've ever imagined and more, mm-hmm. you would not be as excited. I no, I would be excited, but I wouldn't. As again, see, I'm not. I wouldn't be as excited as I was when I was like 25. You wouldn't. And be I to think. The level. And I think that's an imperfect. That's an imperfection that I have because it's something that I would have wanted at 25. And it's you see it, what I'm saying? That excitement would not be as much because of the weight. Correct. Mm-hmm. In my mind. I would still be happy. Right. Hey, how you doing? You know, oh, it's good to see. Like, <laughs> I would still be happy. I would still be happy. Oh, yeah, you know, I found my wife. You know, it's good. And I'm pretty sure our relationship would work, but I know for, I'm just thinking to myself. And maybe it's because I haven't found her yet either. But I think that if I found her at 25, I would have been more excited because that would have been in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's when I was thinking, okay, around this time is when I should have found her or whatever. Now I'm 35, own crib. I'm doing my own thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like a lot of the stuff probably that I would, that I would have wanted to do with her, I've already done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've done a lot already. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what next? You know what I mean? You, it's a different experience when you actually are doing it with someone that you, you know, have a lifetime with. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, and that, and that could change. Right. I don't know that yet, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what I mean? I think there's also a lot more. I mean, life is so grand. Absolutely. There's so many more experiences that mm-hmm. are waiting to be shared with that person. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on marriage now, then, Manali? How do you feel? Um, just along the same lines of what Marcus said is um, my thoughts on marriage haven't changed, really. I still value the relationship mm, as same as I did before um, and what I would want from it and from my partner. I do think the search process changes as I talk to different people mm-hmm. and just deal with different personalities and... Um, what the right approach is and there's really no perfect way to do this and each connection is different and is carried out differently Um, so uh, I don't know it's just I don't know if my thoughts have really changed it's just I I don't know I just have very high expectations of um, a marriage it's really not just a checklist for me it's not um, it's not something I just want to get it over with it's um you know i'm gonna be spending 30 40 years with this person and i i just need certain things to be in place that's how i feel right now i agree um as i experience different things my comments and thoughts on this changes and i think that's perfectly okay i agree my thoughts personally um <laughs> i'm gonna sound like a <laughs> it's gonna sound like the uh, a broken record here but are the same as well right <laughs> um i i'm gonna remain um steady and take my time with this um i have the type personality anyway where i am very patient when it comes to things so I am, I'm not in a rush. And it's not, it doesn't take a huge toll on me to the point where I'm just like, oh, well, I have to be married. I think at a point, I, if it never happened, 
I will still be okay. Yeah. It's it's so if I never Yeah, like if if I never if I never had kids, I would still be okay. If I never got married, I would still be okay. And I think that's kind of like again the the thought process. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what I want to happen, right. but I that's where the, the mindset that I have adopted, like being okay with myself and not allowing other people to be like, oh, well, you're so beautiful, what's going on? And what's this? And Ugh, you're so, you know. I hate that yeah. comment. Oh my gosh, and it happens I all the time. It. Like, what's wrong with the, or, or this comment, oh, you ain't got no man, you must be crazy. <laughs> I just, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, and that's not always true, honestly. That's not always true. What? Go ahead. No, what would you say? What's no, not always I'm, crazy? All or? I'm saying is that um, for me, I, I'm personally going to take my time. And everyone's journey is not the same. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, I've given it to God. And, you know, whatever he has for me is for me. And what's not will not. Yep. Period. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. Nah, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I, I think that that's, that is true. A lot of there's some, there's a lot of men out there who will will judge a woman. You know what I mean? Right. If she is of a certain age and she um, is single, they'll think that she's either crazy or she got a lot with her right. or whatnot. And that's not the case. And it's not. It's not the case. You know it what I sure mean? Sure isn't. But it's then you got a lot of women out there too that'll look at a guy and be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it can go true. vice versa. That is true. I think a lot of times too there's people on both sides that don't want to settle. Right? Yeah. They're just like, well I mm-hmm. want this type guy or woman, this quality or these qualities, so on and so forth. And it's like one thing for some people are just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> Oh, that's big. Well, that's that's that's, that's a definite. Flag, that's, a definite. You know I mean? that's a definite. That's a definite. Just the slightest thing, and I think those are very important to pay attention to. I I truthfully believe. I mean, nobody's gonna be perfect. You might look at somebody and be like, okay, she's she's attractive. She has a good job, or she she does this. She's very kind. She's very caring. Right. Whatever. But then you, I don't know. There's something that she does that will that you didn't think that she does or, or whatnot, and then you throw it out? Is that what you're saying? Like, a lot of people will just say, like, oh, I didn't know she she does this. This this is, like, a quirk that she has. Yeah. And then they, they call the relationship off. Yeah, the smallest thing sometimes. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's tricky. I think that's when discernment has to come in, where you have to realize, oh, okay. Me, I'm really big on, you know, again, my spirituality, which is, you know, like Christianity. So I do have to pray about certain things, right, or certain people in my life. And I do um, believe that, and again, it, it could be a certain, a different topic, but like certain people that, you know, come across me, if I don't feel like that person is, you know, good for me and I'm getting different things about them like signs or just discomfort in general Mm -hmm. then I'm out the door like I'm not going to deal with it for sure well I want to thank you too for joining me today this was a very great topic I think very healthy topic to discuss it was yeah um, I enjoyed having you two on here thanks for coming out for sure um you guys want to like pronounce your your hashtags or your your ats maybe to have people follow you i know you're doing some great things manali um so my instagram handle is manali.k.p i'm the best style guy from ig yeah all right um transparency 
or at Transparency One on One on IG. Um, you guys can DM me there if you have any questions, comments, concerns, compliments, all up to you, or just things that you go through as well. If you want to just tell a story or so, I definitely love to read about it. Um, you can also email me at transparency101.podcast at gmail.com. And I also finally have my YouTube up, um, Transparency 101. So I will definitely be posting episodes up on that as well. Um, you guys will be able to hear hear um, podcast episodes on there. I will be announcing um, each episode and uh, when they come out on my IG, though. So for sure, go follow me at transparency underscore 101 on IG. All right. Thank you guys again for joining me. This was great. And people of the community, I appreciate you all. And have a great, <laughs> have a great one. Bye, right. everybody. Later.